welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Honest and genuine. That's how I would describe Leslie Kerrigan. She's a no-nonsense Southern girl from South Carolina. She's a wife, a mother, a photographer, a founder, an entrepreneur, and more. Leslie chose to photograph high school seniors after noticing that nobody else in her market was doing so. Then she created a market from scratch. Here's how she did it. You want to use your uh, radio voice? I know, right? Do I, I don't know that I have a radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a radio face, but I don't know my radio voice. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's me. That's why I do this. And everyone's like, no. are you going to uh, video the podcast? No. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. Would not. I want to be in my pajamas. If well, I can. We want people to actually tune in and listen. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are at Conference 12 in Chicago, 2018. And I'm with Leslie Carrington, the founder of Conference 12 and seniorology too. Yep. Um, what else do people use to introduce you when they're talking to you about fancy stuff? What else? I mean, photographer, um, seniorology, blogger, I've spoken at lots of stuff, teacher. So you're kind of a big deal. Is what well, you, I don't know about that, that's how but you, <laughs> I've done some stuff. How you about come that? In hot creative and, Live. Have you done Creative yeah, Live? Yeah. Oh, WPPI, Creative Live. Oh. Let's do the whole who are you and where are you from and okay. all that well, stuff. Well, if you can't tell, I'm from the South, mm-hmm. I was <laughs> which I'm sure up. on any sort of taping of my voice is super Southern sounding. <laughs> you, sound, you sound mildly Southern, yes. Yes. So South Carolina, born and raised. Mm. Um, I grew up in a very small town called Hartsville, which is near Myrtle Beach, which most people have heard of. Close to the beach. Close to the beach. Nice. An hour inland. Okay. So I grew up there, um, and then now I live in Greenville, South Carolina, yes. which is the upper part of the state. Yes. It's a little further away from the coast, but right. South Carolina's small, so you can pretty much get anywhere in about a couple hours. Do you know Need to Breathe, the band Need to Breathe? No, I don't. Oh, for Pete's sake. I need to look them up. They're big South Carolina boys. Okay. A couple of brothers. Okay. And old I mean, I know Hootie friend. and Darius. Well, I don't. I'm not. I went to, I was... Like I'm in not a, college when they were I'm trying to make it. You're not, not a fan? At all. Oh, man. I would I would honestly say that I, they are, I can't stand them. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry. I don't care. I, don't, I hope you don't take it personally. No, it really no, has it's nothing fine. to do I with mean, you or your beautiful state. But right. No, it's he totally is, He, I can't listen to him. <laughs> well, I went to college and they were still a college band they in were my huge. college. So they were huge. Do you know they have the ninth best selling album of all time? No. It's Hold my hand? That yeah, that that one. The the their big one. That was the big yeah, one. Yeah, that was right? the big one. See, mm-hmm. I try to black it all out, right. but I was because <laughs> you hate them. I do. I was reading a list the other day, and it's like Zeppelin. I would and never have Floyd, and of course Michael Jet Thrillers on there. Right. You know, I know it was because the Eagles had like the Eagles have like number one and number three now. Right. They beat Thriller finally, for some reason, and 
Hootie and the Blowfish are number nine. I it's can't like believe these, it. all these legends and then right. Hootie's in there. And they lived right down the street from me in college. All oh of them, gosh. the whole band. Oh, <laughs> so the fellas were right there. Yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. they were from that yeah. area, but I. Yeah. Well, kudos to all of you guys. <laughs> so, anyway, Southern. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> um, let's see. I actually went to school for journalism. Oh, where at? At South Carolina. Okay. Go Gamecocks. Gamecocks. Yeah, yes, right. go Gamecocks. Right. Die hard fan. Right. Even though we suck. Yeah. Yeah. But that's had, all right. You've had good years here and there. They're here and there, here and there. But, you know, I'm dedicated. I've, right. I've been to every game that we lost those a, two seasons of Lou Holtz. So, you know, I'm ready. You're not a fair weather fan. No, I'm not a fair weather right. fan. I might be drunk the whole time, but I'm there. <laughs> just kidding. You do whatever you got to do to soothe. You got to tailgate. You know, you just have to tailgate. You go yeah. for the tailgating, not right. the football. I understand. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. yes, I actually have a degree in journalism. Um, which I didn't do a lot with, <laughs> um, but well, maybe is where the blogging came in. Yeah, I would assume. I was going to say. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah. I bet you're using those skills. Yeah, probably. But um, so I started out actually um, working in. This is funny. My my only real job. I like to say my only real job because the only mm. job I had where I went to an office. To me, that's real. As okay. a, I mean, not that I don't that currently have a real job, but you know what I mean. Like I yes. don't have to go anywhere. But I were I started out working in. Um, my hometown is headquartered headquarters to a paper company called Sunoco. Okay. And so I was I had to say Dunder Mifflin. I but <laughs> I almost I was like, Well, you had to work for Dunder Mifflin. No, that's Sunoco. That's the only paper company. That's the only I know. one you know. Right. Well, anyway, so Sunoco is headquartered in my hometown and I worked there in the inside sales department. My soon to be husband had a cubicle across from me. You so, like Jim and Pam. So yes, we are Jim and Pam. That's that exactly is right. Amazing. Yep. We were friends for like three years. I used to complain about my horrible boyfriend to him. Yes. Yeah. Was he also working at the paper company yes. in the warehouse, perhaps? Yes. It was Jim and Pam. This is too I'm much. telling you. I know. So eventually I got rid of the jerk and <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> right. Yep. And then we got married and I had to live in Indiana for a while. And let me just tell you, a South Carolina girl in a, in a landlocked state does yeah, not work. That had to be rough. It We're was at rough. Indiana. Um so he was getting his master's at Purdue. Okay. So I worked you were in, Lafayette? in the Yep, in Lafayette, mm-hmm. which is the worst place. Well, Terre Haute's probably worse. <laughs> Terrible Haute. <laughs> It's probably worse. Oh my gosh. But Lafayette was just like, what These am I doing? These opinions are not necessarily shared by Jed Topper or White House customer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Terre Haute people or Lafayette people. Um, but um, so I worked in the events office at Purdue. Okay. So I planned events. Okay. And the, like, you know, people would get married in the Memorial Union and yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. so I did that. And then when we moved back to my hometown, because mm-hmm. he went back to work for Sunoco, mm-hmm. Um, that's when I started dabbling in photography. Dabbling? At, yes. Well, at that time we had kids and I wanted... So what year is this? Well, let's dabbling. see. Jack was born in 2003. Okay. Were you so di- soon Did after. you start dabbling digitally or were, did you... No, digitally. Was was? So it was probably a little later than 2003. So he was probably two or three maybe when I actually started. Okay. Um, so you so, never dabbled with film? No, which is you, funny because people ask me, did I did I study in school, which would have been film. Right. And I always laugh because here's the story. I actually looked into it as a, as a elective or right. minor or something, right. but apparently the professor was hard and we go back to the tailgating and the football and you realize, I want to have to have a hard class. So I didn't take Are it. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. I swear. <laughs> Photography was a difficult one. The, the professor was supposedly really hard and like really mean. And I was like, I don't want to well, deal with that. Nobody wants a mean professor. I know. Right. So I right. was like, no, forget it. So I, I just didn't even get through college. I thought they were all mean. <laughs> They're all mean. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so you yeah. dabble with digital. So yes, when I started, my kids were little, mm-hmm. and um, I tell you, the funny thing is, is a na- an old neighbor of mine. I had seen that she had started dabbling, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, well, that's kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. So then I started, and I'll never forget. I when my kids were really little, I used to go to my in-laws house quite a bit because they weren't in school and my in-laws would want to see them and I could easily go because I wasn't working. Um, and they would literally watch my kids while I looked on the computer and tried to teach myself photography. So you were learning, right? So I was learning. Yeah. So I would, you know, Google it or ask Mm -hmm. other photographers and, um, didn't really know where I was going to go with it. I mean, at the time I would shoot anything. I mean, kids were easy because I had kids. I mean, not easy, but they came to me easily because all my friends had kids. So that's, that's how I started. Um, and you know, I did try weddings, but I quickly learned that I didn't a, at the time didn't want to be away from the kids all day on Saturdays because that's when they would do sports and things like that when they were little. Um, and so, and then I also, you know, with weddings, you realize real, the fun stuff is up until the reception, then everybody's drunk and you're stuck taking the photos that Uncle Bob could take, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't yeah. know about that. And these days he does. Right, exactly. Right. exactly. There's like seven Uncle Bobs at right. every wedding. Right, every now. wedding right. with their iPhones. Right. They're like so perfecting like, uh, iPhone And Uncle Bob gets to have a good time and photograph. Right. And I don't get to have the right. good time. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. So I dabbled in all that. And then... If, for a long time, I did families, kids and families, um, preschool photos, all that stuff. Um, and then I am the kind of person that does not like to compete with people. Is that right? Yes. So I like to remove myself from any competition I can possibly see. <laughs> so nobody was doing senior photography, but everybody else was doing everything else. Okay. And, you know, there was a million photographers in my town, just like there are in every town. And they were all doing weddings and kids and families. And I'm like, all right, what are they not doing? So and you nobody, saw it as an opportunity yeah. to create a market. Yeah, and there was zero market at the time. Is that right? Yep. But but so this is what I've been told and experienced to some degree is on mm-hmm. the coasts, senior photography isn't generally as big of a deal. It is not. Not I mean, historically anyway. Right, you're right. I mean, when I started, nobody knew what senior photography was. They right. thought the yearbook photo was their senior photos. That's what I've been told yes. many times. Yes, and, and it is that way uh, in different parts of the country. I mean, there are certain parts of the country where senior photography is huge because they can put whatever photo they want in the yearbook, which means they have to go hire a photographer. So those people have a certain window of time. Like those photographers have a certain window that they have to... They have their clients calling them right. to take the photos to submit to the yearbook. Where I live, you have to use the, you know, the the Life Touch or one yeah. of those type right. um, companies that come to the school mm-hmm. usually in July before your senior year starts, mm. and you wear the black drape if you're a girl, you wear the fake tux if you're right. a boy. Right. And so when I started, that was the only form of quote unquote senior photography in my area. So you created a market. Yes. Yes. How, how did you do that? I know. That's funny. How did I do it? I mean, it's a lot of different things. It's a right. lot of persistence. It's a lot of just putting out there what I wanted to do, um, finding people to model for me so that I could produce this content that showed people you the have difference. Build, you have to build oh, the foundation for the to. whole thing because it doesn't to. exist. It doesn't exist. If you have and to you have change to. people's perceptions. Yes. You have to be able to show them the difference. Literally show them your posed blue backdrop, black drape photo versus your outdoor, wear whatever you want, show your personality. 
right. photo. And so for years, I just kept doing it. I mean, and I'm talking, I'd have two or three clients, but I'd have to just keep at it. And well, keep because at you're it. in a position where you're really having to show people that you want this. Yes. This is something you want. Yes. And you don't it, even know that you want it. But exactly. You do. Exactly. Because they're going to have to pay for both. Right. So you really have to show them why they also need to pay for yours. Right. You know? Right. And lots for yours. Right. right. And yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, who wants to do it for free? Did you run into a lot of resistance at the beginning? Like, were there people just saying, what do you, what do you, in what the you beginning, doing? I would only have like one or two clients, which was very uh, frustrating. In a, in a season. Like yes. A whole year. In a season. Absolutely. Right. So you, you know, I'd keep doing families, you know, right. but little by little, the more models that, you know, I started a rep team and, you know, in my first rep team I only had four people. Right. Um, so that, you know, but then that would keep getting the word out. You keep putting it out there at the time. I think Facebook was the only thing that anybody was using, but you keep doing it. You talk to your friends who maybe have kids that are that age or you find, you know, I just, I, I remember having a friend whose son at the time was not a senior, but he, but he ran track for the high school team. Mm -hmm. He was actually in middle school at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling her and saying, okay, who's on his team? What girls are on his team? that are this age. And I remember I started out with like 10th graders cause that's all right. I could get. Right. But I took photos of them to produce photos of that genre. Right. Like they don't have to be true seniors to produce that kind of yeah, content. Yeah, not to market what you're doing. Exactly. Sure. So I've started out with three um, girls that were on the track team that, that this kid knew and they were sophomores at the time. And so I, you had like two or three degrees of separation mm -hmm. between them. You didn't, it's not like you knew these kids, you no. were tight with these kids, but you got your foot in the door. Right, right. I, I, I thought about how can I get my foot in the door? And the way I got my foot in the door was I knew a, a friend, a mom friend of mine had a son that ran track for the high school team. He was only in seventh grade at the time. And so during this process, mm -hmm. so this is what's been coming up in conversations that I've been having lately um, and in my mind in general with how things have changed and are changing. Were you doing something else at the time for income or were you as well? Or were yes. you still doing families? Still okay, doing so you kids. were still shooting mm -hmm. families and that was bringing in income so that you were in a position to sort of stick your neck out a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I mean, at the time, I still think I was sec second shooting weddings just for money. Right. Not that I really. So you were doing other things. Mm -hmm. This, this is what I'm bringing up because a lot of right. people are, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you can't, you can't survive just, right. just, just, just doing this anymore. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, her husband has a full-time job. So that's, they don't well, really need did. the money type of thing. Right. So, so your husband did, but yes. what I'm saying is like, even today, yes. you, you can't, it's not like someone can just go out and make something happen overnight. Oh no, this took years. Right. And yeah, I couldn't have done it had I not kept supplementing it with families and right. my husband having a job right. and, and second you know, shooting weddings. And second like that's, shooting weddings. You're, yeah. you were busy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I kept myself busy. Yeah. I didn't necessarily put it out there that I was, I mean, you know, when it, when it comes to social media, when you want to specialize in seniors, yeah. I'm putting senior content out there. Right. Um, but I'm supplementing that with families. And to this day, I still do families. Right. Um, not a lot, right. but every fall I do, family mini sessions for clients that I've had for years because right. they always want that Christmas card photo. Right. So I still do those. Yes. Yeah. How, how often does the senior shoot transition into a family shoot? Like, do you Sometimes. purposefully funnel that or try to funnel that? Well, and some, what you, what you can do, especially if that's something you want to do, um, as a, 
as a photographer um, is remind families of seniors that a really great time to have a family photo done is before that child leaves the nest. Because right. once they leave the nest, it's a little harder to get, I mean, not that they're not going to see you and they're not going to come home and visit, but it's just a different dynamic once they move out of your home. So to get different. that family photo. Right. And you're kind of commemorating that moment in mm-hmm. time and everything that was before, because right. after that, everything's different. It's just different. And it's right. never going to be that way again. No, no, never, never. Right. Absolutely. So sometimes they will book their own family session. Sometimes I'll have clients that will say, can we come at the end of the girls senior session hmm. for the last, you know, 10, 20 minutes and yeah. get a family photo. And I totally do that. Right. I mean, that's totally fine. I'm already out there. Why not? Right. And you know? are, are you still second shooting weddings? No, I quit that. <laughs> yeah. I, I did it longer than... Like when I first did it, I did it because I wanted to see if I wanted to do weddings. And I met one of my best photographer friends that way. Mm. And so for a long time, I did it because I was her friend. Right. And it gave me money, but I knew at that point I was never going to do weddings. Right. But I just kept doing it because I didn't want to disappoint her. You know what I mean? Type thing. Yeah, I was helping her. It was fun because we're friends, you know? Well, then you don't have the, the, the responsibility isn't really resting on your shoulders the few times i've done a wedding (laughs) wow you want to talk about i mean there is no redo of that bad boy no that's it you know yeah i mean a senior session you can redo if you screw up (laughs) (laughs) or if it rains or whatever i mean you know wrong you just yeah we'll just do it next saturday yeah exactly exactly yeah so um so yeah for a long time i did still second shoot but Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't miss that though i will say and so then you, you feel as though you've created this market mm-hmm. and then now over the last, well, let's say five or six years in particular with mm-hmm. the way things have gone in the industry, have you seen competition show up? Because you said yes. you didn't want to be competitive. Right, but right. But that, that surely isn't the case today. Well, today more and more photographers are now shooting everything, including mm-hmm. seniors, because yeah. I opened the market for them. Right, so how's that worked out for you? Well, to be honest, it's not terrible yet because Mm. I guess I started so much earlier than all of them. Mm. You were first. I was first. And so I'm currently, and that's not to say it won't change, but currently I'm still probably the one that most people seek unless they're price shopping. Right. And do you Which I don't want anyway. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like if someone calls and they're price shopping, do you think to yourself, they're not my client anyway? Yeah. No, if they're not going to pay me, I'm not doing it. So if they want somebody cheaper, they do need to go to one of these other people that do a little bit of everything. Right. I've yet to see, let me knock on some wood here, yeah. but I've yet to see somebody compete with me on that level where it's right. strictly seniors. Right. Right. That doesn't exist yet. But I'm also trying not to pay it too much attention because I don't want it in my head. Right. So there could be somebody. I just don't want to know about it. Talk about that a little bit. Things getting in your head. Well, I, I, yeah, you can go down a rabbit hole real quick. Um, and you know, you can, everybody, no matter what level you're on, you can get wrapped up in, oh gosh, that girl or that Mm. boy or that photographer or whatever looks like they're doing a better job Mm -hmm. because everything looks great on social media. Um, so I tend not to follow too many people in my own area and that's not because I don't support them. I I wish everybody well, I just don't want to get, I know how I handle things Mm And I know I can get in my own head about it. Yep. And I just would prefer to be in my own lane and worry about myself. So your your confidence can get rocked a little oh, bit. Oh, it can totally get yeah. rocked. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I'm not the most talented ph- photographer by any means right. in my area. Hands down. I, I really? Mean, I'll be the first to tell you. Okay. I probably am not technically well, okay. great. I mean, okay. you know what I mean? Right. But I can market the hell out of some stuff. Right. 
and, and that you I, for a great experience. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and again, I mean, you know, I will say being the only one to do it at the time while it was hard, right. it put me in a different lane probably. Right. Well, your brand is such that people probably think of you before they think of right. They're going to think of me first others. if right. they're thinking of senior photography for sure. How do you moving forward? How do you maintain that? I mean, I think you have to maintain that experience. I think you have to maintain that level of, I don't know how to say, I don't want this to seem like cocky or anything, but you have to maintain that level of, if I'm going to do it, I want that photographer. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and I just keep that, that whole thing with my reps, with my models, you know, making sure that I'm getting the best models out there. Most, I mean, I have so many people apply to be a model now. When I started, it was four people that I had to beg mm. to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So right. I think it's just constantly, you know, putting out this, this my experience is the best right. type thing. So it's confidence. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes, yeah. goes back to what we were just saying. Like you, you legitimately need to stay away from things that are going to shake your confidence right. because confidence is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I mean, and confidence in a way that, you know what you're good at. I'm, I'm not going to, you right. put me up against somebody that's technically correct in a photo. No, <laughs> right. I have zero confidence, right. but I have confidence in what I've been able to accomplish thus right. far. Right. And I will say it's probably a lot of working really hard for the time frame I have. Mm-hmm. I, this may not last forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sooner or later, somebody may do a better job than me. So you feel as though you got to strike while the iron Absolutely. is hot and get after it now. I get after it. And frankly, I mean, I don't know that I want to do it forever. So I want to do it hard and good right, right. now. Right. Um, and then, you know, maybe I'll move on to something else. I mean, I have a ton of interest. So talk a little bit about in that vein, talk a little bit about seniorology and conference 12, because, you know, not, not most photographers don't found organizations like that or right. run organizations like that. Yes. And that probably goes a little bit back to my journalism background. Um, What happened was when I first started back before I was doing seniors, when I was doing a little bit of everything, I I stumbled across a blog called The Savvy Photographer. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. Is that still around? No, I don't think so. I remember that. Uh, But it was great. And she, you know, she was awesome. And Marsha was super nice. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, I have a journalism degree. I like to write. Do you ever need somebody to help you write stuff? Like contributors. Right, contributors. And she said yes. And so she would send me people she wanted me to interview. Oh, is that right? And it was all genres. Um, And so I would contact the person that she sent me, and I would interview them. And I had a set of questions, and I'd write write the post. Okay. Um, And so through that, I sort of got my feet wet in the whole blogging world. Mm. And again, it goes back to the realizing there wasn't something at the time. And at the time there was the savvy photographer and there were these like wedding blogs, like green wedding shoes and all those things. Um, and I thought, well, why isn't there one for seniors? Yeah. There wasn't a single one at the time. Right. And so, you know, I did that for her for a little while and then thought, okay, maybe I can do my own version that doesn't compete with her. Cause I mean, I, I didn't ever want to do. You were niched. Yeah. Yeah. In, in seniors. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I thought at the time, 
at, at this point I had realized I really wanted to do seniors. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about seniors. So I thought, well, why can't I start a blog and learn as I right. share with others? Interesting. Yeah. So I did. I started seniorology. And that was born. And that was born. Right. And it quick, it more quickly turned into education than I even had, for, you know, realized, you know, right. like I started just thinking one person would be, read the blog, you know what I mean? Like right. I, my, my mom might read it and she right. didn't even read it. So, you know, <laughs> she's like, what's a blog? I don't even know what a blog is. What are you saying? Ta- what are you, what are you saying? What blog blog? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I like it. So the I, one person you thought was going to read it didn't even didn't read it. even read it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but I would interview at the time people like um, like Michelle Moore was pretty big. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, you know, Sarah Lane, um, mm-hmm. Meg Borders at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I just would reach out to them and, and interview them. It was all very interview style. Yeah. I had a set list of questions, you know, what, what equipment do you use? Like, you know, these like things like that, that I thought people would want to know. And, um, it quickly turned into the small workshops called seniorology tour. Right. Um, cause I started the blog and had my, like I started the blog in August and had the very first seniorology tour in April later that, you know, that following year, um, what, six months later, basically. Yeah. Um, because I just realized real quickly, if I don't do this, somebody else is going to, do you still use a blog as kind of like I've I've been told that it's really it's a really good idea to use a blog as kind of like the center of your wheel regarding content that you publish? Yes, and it would and it would be a really good idea. But I went through a <laughs> I know this is a story. Listen, y'all. I okay. mean this this just proves that anything can happen all the time. But I I hired some I thought at the time seniorology needed a new look. Mm-hmm. And so I hired a web designer that was too good to be true. And it just put me in a deep hole of trying to like it, the, the website wasn't working. So I thought, okay, I got, I, I can't handle trying to get him to do the website and blogging every day and all this. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna take a little break from blogging and try to get this website. Well, that turned into a long time of not blogging. Yeah. Um, so seniorology has probably taking it, taken a tiny bit of a hit sure. because I personally was floundering with, what do, what do people want to hear from seniorology? Mm-hmm. When it began, it was interview style and it was sharing people's work. Mm-hmm. I don't know nowadays if it's as exciting to have your work shared. Right. So because that there's pl- stuff like Instagram. Exactly. Right. So that played into it. It was harder and harder to find new people to interview. Right. Um, and then the website thing happened. Mm-hmm. So, I am in a spot now where I'm trying to figure out what do people want from seniorology? Sure. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know if they just want strictly education. I don't know if they want to hear from me right. because seniorology was never me. Right. right. So, but in a sense, I'm like, I do know stuff. I do have plenty to share. I love that. You know I what I mean? Know like, but will anybody read it? I don't know. I mean, it goes back to the well, confidence. I mean, thing. it would be, it would be difficult to, to find yourself in a position where you were legitimately competing with. Instagram. Right. Right. (laughs) It's just, they're big. They're big. Yeah. They're big. (laughs) They have a good, they have pretty good reach. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, (laughs) it's just trying to figure out the ebbs and flows of the business. Sure. When it first started, it was super popular and everybody wanted to be featured, but then slowly but surely more blogs showed up and they were doing the same sort of thing, which is fine. And so people wanted to be featured on those. And then, you know, it kind of just got less it was it was easier to get featured less 
of a reward to get featured, I guess. Well, would you consider, I mean, so it was sort of a result of, of what you were doing initially in creating the market mm-hmm. for seniors, right? I mean, so right. is it just another, looking back even in hindsight, is it just another part of the evolution of the process? Yes. So like I did this and it, and it was really helpful and really successful. And that, that was, that was the time for that. And mm-hmm. so now it's almost like you're, you constantly have to look to what's next. Exactly. And that is no matter what you're doing. As right. a photographer, you do also have to do that. Right. Because, I mean, especially in the senior world, they're teenagers. They want to know what's next. Yeah. They are doing what's next. Right. So, yes, it's a matter of um, constantly going with what you're what you can maybe foresee happening and seniorology right now is just in a moment where I'm trying to figure out what that next thing is. Right. Um, so lately I've been concentrating a little bit more on my own personal business. Um, but I'm trying to figure out where seniorology goes next, but I do love the education portion of it. Sure. So I always want that to be the core. Yeah. And I mean, Mm -hmm. putting on these conferences, I do, I I've even seen lulls in, in-person conferences, workshops, et cetera, because it's harder and harder for people to leave their families, their business, their, you know, I get it, but I do think it's such an important part of this business. And I don't care what level you are. Even I learned something from these conferences that I personally put on every single time, every time, because there's just nothing like that personal connection to other people doing the same thing or trying to do the same thing as you. Right. Um, and you learn from every attendee because they all have different stories. Mm -hmm. You learn from every speaker because they all have different stories. Everybody's at a different level or different part point in their business and everybody can learn from each other. And honestly, just having the simple fact of knowing there are other people like you trying to do the same thing as you is a huge thing for your business. It's a huge thing. That can be a confidence builder in and of itself. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes you come to, I've heard from attendees, you come to conferences and you realize, okay, yeah, I knew this, right? but, but it validates you. Right. Um, so maybe you don't learn the most earth shattering thing in the world, but you learn that you're doing the right thing. Right. You learn that you're going in the right direction. Right. Validation. I like that. And sometimes it's just that little push Mm -hmm. that you need, or sometimes it's just a little nugget that maybe you knew, but then you go back and then you're motivated to actually implement something and Mm -hmm. it, and it turns into something amazing. I mean, and, and, but you don't know if you don't, if you don't come, you don't know. If you don't show up, you don't know. You could tell somebody the exact same thing I could tell somebody. It's going to resonate different from you than it does from me. Right. And it may take you telling them to actually get them to do something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That, or, happens, that happens every so often with my wife and I. <laughs> I don't know if exactly. you have the same thing. Exactly. Right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> who, who the information is coming from is, well, you know, is a big deal. My husband likes to, um, <laughs> I, I tell him something and then, uh, I don't know, a day or two later, it's he thinks of it on his own. <laughs> Oh yeah, honey. Oh, you, you, came up with, you came up with that idea. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. good job. Hey, that's a really that's good idea. That's a really good idea, honey. Yes. Way to go. <laughs> hey, sometimes you use that as a strategy. To try oh, to honey, like, I work that like nobody. I yeah. know it by now, so yeah. I totally work it. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where can people find you? Where 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 are you at on on the interwebs? Okay, so personal business is Leslie Kerrigan Photo on Instagram, and mm-hmm. Kerrigan is K E R R I G A N. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Facebook is Leslie Kerrigan Photography. Mm -hmm. um, Seniorology is with an IE on the end, yes, not a Y. That's important to know. Um, so that's on Instagram. There is a private Facebook community for senior photographers through Seniorology. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a small group that, you know, offers feedback or you can ask to connects. join. Yep. Right. Yep. You just send me a request mm -hmm. to, to join, um, the website, seniorology.com mm -hmm. conference 12 does have its own website, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, specific to the conference and where we're going to be next. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram is conference 12 all spelled out. What about your business website? Um, Leslie Kerrigan okay. Yeah. So like 70 places, 70 places, pretty much. It's easy to remember, 70, right? You 70 remember or 80 places where right. people can find fine. you. You're all I over mean, the place. I even have an Instagram for my dog and my house in case you want those. <laughs> that's really okay. Hey, that, you're, well, you're out there. That's, I'm out there. That's important. Let me tell you, keeping up with 50 different Instagram accounts is fun. Okay. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. I know, right? Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to join me on this. Absolutely. This was really time. great. And I'm excited to see what the rest of the conference holds for us here in Chicago, Illinois. Thanks for your time. Sure, thank you.